This episode of the Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Sales Leadership United. Sales Leadership United is the world's largest collection of sales leadership assets. Sales leadership frameworks, mindset tools, skill set tools, performance coaching, sales leadership training tools, video insights with some of the world's most successful sales leaders, tools used by sales leaders to create massive impact in the current environment. So don't waste your time trying to reinvent sales leadership. Head to Sales Leadership United on Patreon and check out what the world's most complete collection of sales leadership assets can do for you. Every topic you'll ever need and the tools to help you accelerate your sales leadership career all in one place. Check out Sales Leadership United today. Hi, I'm Rob Jepson, and my mission is to help sales leaders everywhere create record-setting growth in the companies they lead. I'm here to share the secrets of the world's most successful sales leaders. I don't care how big the company or how big the team, we showcase sales leaders who are taking what the market gives and then some. We feature leaders of teams that are beating their markets, winning at crazy rates, and creating life-changing years for the people they lead. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. We help sales leaders make how they lead their most defensible competitive advantage. It doesn't matter if you're a new manager, a first-time VP of sales, or a seasoned sales leadership executive. Tap into the power of coaching with people who have been there, done that. If you've ever wondered how other people with jobs similar to yours are addressing challenges you're facing now, reach out to the Jepson Performance Group and learn why sales leaders all around the world choose us as their performance partner. Now, get ready for some serious insights from sales leaders that are making it happen. And remember, don't worry, we got you. Hello, and welcome to the Sales Leadership Podcast, where high-growth sales leaders share high-growth practices and tactics. I am so pumped with the growth of the show right now. Man, we continue to grow each week, and I am so grateful to the thousands of leaders around the world who listen every week and then share the show with their colleagues. And I love the DMs. Keep those DMs coming. I love hearing what resonates with you so I can keep getting more of stuff that you appreciate. And today is going to be one of those days that when we're done, it's going to be an insightful conversation that I think you're going to appreciate. This is going to be a conversation that I think will be a little different than any of the other ones we've had. Uh, let me tell you why. Every single week, I have multiple people that reach out and ask me if they can be on the show. Happens almost every single day. And I've never had someone, however, reach out and tell me that it's their leader who needs to be on the show. I've never had a rep reach out and say, Rob, my leader is so awesome. You've got to have her or him on the show. Um, and, and the reason that this person needs to be on the show isn't just because our sales results are good, because I can find those people. The reason you need to have my leader on is because this gentleman is a leader who's a life changer and a career changer. So a few weeks ago, when a top rep reached out and told me he had a leader who absolutely positively had to be on the sales leadership podcast, and I'd never had someone reach out and do that before, I knew I had to meet this leader. And when I met him, I got so excited to have him on the show. As a result, I'm really excited to introduce Mandeep Sidhu. His team calls him Deep, and it's so appropriate, and you will understand why by the time this show is over. Deep is the VP for RTS Carrier Services. RTS is a leader in providing fuel, finance, and technology services to trucking companies. And with trucking as the backbone of any modern country, that makes what he does super relevant to every single one of us because we've all seen what happens when there are transportation and supply chain problems. It's not good. 
And RTS helps trucking companies perform better and as a result, make all of our lives better. Turns out this is a mega industry and RTS is blowing up, having incredible success stories. You're going to love the stories that we share today. Deep's been with RTS since 2011 when the company only had 120 employees and he's risen through the ranks quickly and today runs a sales team with over 300 members in an organization with over 2,100 people. And along the way, Deep has seen it all and he has done it all. His impact has created rapid growth, incredible sales team loyalty, incredible development of people, retention of teammates. And as a result, the team has had record-setting performances for several years now. And that's why I can't wait to dive into his playbook. I can't wait for each of you to get a sense of why his leadership style has led to so much growth and success. But more important, to get a sense of why it's been such a great experience for everybody who's had the opportunity to be part of his team. I'm, I'm so excited if you can't tell. Deep, welcome to the Sales Leadership Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us and let's get after it, brother. Hey, thank you. Um, I'm humbled and honored to be here. Uh, every Saturday, Sunday morning, I'm listening to your podcast. Um, <laughs> it's always great. Thank you. That's awesome. I, 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 love, uh, I, I love, uh, love hearing that. Show's been going along for almost five years, and we're going to talk about, first of all, you represent an industry we've never brought on, and we're going to talk about topics that we haven't really talked about before. So I couldn't be more excited, brother. Thank you. Thanks for giving us an hour of your day today. We appreciate it. No, thank you. So let's start with, let's start with you and RTS. Why don't you introduce RTS and what you do for your customers to about 50,000 sales leaders all around the world? Yeah, yeah, no, would love to. So um, as you mentioned, uh, what we do is we service the trucking industry, the backbone of the country. Uh, we provide fuel, financial, and technology services so that so that they can efficiently and effectively run their operation. So uh, we're very grateful to um, have truckers uh, uh, serve our communities, and it's important for us to provide back to them and help them uh, efficiently run their business. It's what an important, I think it's probably something that when people think about it, they realize that makes total sense. Um, but what I love is when you told me just how, not just how important it is, but like the size, like you guys have really, as, as, as you've helped fuel the growth and make, make this transportation thing more effective and more modern and, and, and all those things, the growth has been amazing. It must be exciting to, to be, a big part of something that has become so big so fast. Oh yes, very very exciting. It's it's a very mega mega industry, um, uh, but most importantly, we're very grateful of the people that we're surrounded by and the leadership we have. Uh, we're always thinking big picture, um, and uh, hey, sky's never the limit. So, let's go. What, before we get into it, one last quick thing, just as you introduce yourself to these listeners that that sit in similar seats as yours, just with different industries. Um, how'd you get into sales? What attracted you to what I think is the greatest profession in the world? Uh, I'm always interested because I haven't met very many that said when I was a kid, I thought I was going to be a sales guy when I grew up. Yeah. Hey, first of all, it is the greatest profession in the world. Um, yes, I'm the sir. first gen first generation uh, born in the U S uh, my awesome. parents, like, like a lot of stories out there. My parents came here with $20. Uh, Where'd they come from? From, from India. where? India. India. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. They worked multiple jobs. Uh, they taught me how to value the dollar. Um, just saw them just hustle and grind every day. Uh, but also saw that the return is not there like it is in sales. Um, um, and so that was very important for me. So I didn't, I was not born 
to be uh, to be in sales. But what what was important is I wanted to make sure that my family had the life that uh, that they want to live. Um, they're able to buy what they want to buy. So it was important for me to get into an industry, work for an organization where you you own your destiny. And that's one thing about sales. Uh, you definitely do own your destiny. And there's nothing like giving high fives. Um, yeah. the, the emotional roller coasters, uh, you know what? They're not bad either. Uh, and, and you learn a lot. Uh, so it's a very, very fun industry. Uh, before I came here, I was in banking, which was good too. But cool. again, this organization, then also the trucking industry, um, and you put sales on part of that, it's, it's fun. Thank you for sharing that. And congrats on your success, man. I, I bet your parents are pretty proud of what you've accomplished uh, as they've gotten to watch you grow up. That's, that's awesome. So let's, let's get into it. I, I let's start with what I think is the fun place to start because I've never started a show this way. Cause it's never happened before. Okay. I have never in almost five years of running this, this podcast, I have never had a rep reach out and tell me that I had to, if you were watching for those people that are on sales, leadership United, you'll see the video clip. I had to have this leader on the show. I was like, okay, tell me why. Like, I was like, okay, that's interesting. Tell me why I was like, I was like, let's see. And, um, I won't, I won't drop this guy's name. I'll let you do it if you want to, but, um, I, 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 I that'll be you who can make that decision. This, this guy was a great guy, as you already know. Um, I, I started asking him, tell me why, tell me why. And he had tons of things to say about your ability to develop people, your ability to develop teams, the amazing growth that has come. The thing that he really wanted to talk about was how you used vision, like vision and getting people to believe in themselves and think bigger. You already said it. The sky's not the limit. I look, like I was, I've never heard that before. I was like, the sky's not the limit. I'm like, that's a really cool thing. Like, so, so let's start there. Like so this guy, we like said I had to, because he pointed to vision. Let's start with the reason that this guy really valued you and the messaging to me. Why, why is vision so important to you? Or, or maybe is it, is it, is it, is vision an important leadership tool for you? And if so, why? Yeah, that's a good, first of all, um, Tyler is a great guy. Uh, he's, uh, he's my director of sales. Um, him and I, we've been working together for many years now. Uh, and we've been through the ups and downs um, together. Uh, we've, we've experienced, we have experienced turnover, whether it's with, at the customer base, customer level, or it's at the um, employee level. Uh, we've also, you know, we've been through pains. We also, we've also had a lot of wins uh, together. I, I think with the experience that we've had together, we've learned a lot. I was one of the first employees here. So I was, I was part of a lot of things and I was, I was hands-on left and right. I, I, I controlled um, the, the messaging. I controlled the vision, the meetings. I was in every meeting. I could not get myself out of meetings. I was part of a lot of things, which was good. But what I realized then was I wasn't communicating the vision to the team because a few years back we did have a slowdown, Rob, and we did have we had a slowdown in in growth. We had a slowdown um, from a customer and just a personnel growth level. And hey, I had to look at myself in the mirror and say, "What is going on? You know, I've been here so many years. What's what is causing the slowdown?" And what I realized was was. I was implementing every strategy, every vision that I had, that I was seeing, uh, which was, you know, it's, it's fine. But what I wasn't doing was listening to my people and what is it that they're dealing with on the front line and what is their vision? So, and it's, it's, 
it's good to hear that Tyler is sharing about my vision, but my vision is what my people are talking to me about. So, um, and there's a rule I have, it's the 60-40 rule. Whenever I meet with my people, I want them to talk 60% of the time. I'll talk 40%, but I wanna listen from them and see what, what are the struggles they're having? Where do they see uh, opportunities for success, success? And from there, that's where the vision comes from. So uh, I can't take ownership of my vision. I would say that's our people um, speaking. I love this idea. I just wrote something down as I was listening to you and congrats. You already got me a third of a piece of paper on notes already, bro. Um, <laughs> um, that when things got slower, you looked in the mirror. Mm -hmm. That is powerful. Uh, there's a lot of people when things are challenging, they look out the window and they point fingers and they only want to look in the mirror when things are going positively. Mm -hmm. But what you just said is we like kicked off what I'm confident it's going to be a really fun conversation between us. Mm -hmm. That when you hit some times where there was challenges, your first move was to look in the mirror. Why is that? The Because um, let me say, I think that's rare. That doesn't always happen. So I'm interested why you why you chose that. Yeah, so we always, we talk a lot about controllables here. Um, we always say, hey, we control our destiny um, and control what you can control. We always talk about that. So I put that on myself saying, okay, if I'm telling my team to control what they can control, I need to look in the mirror and say, hey, what is it that I control um, that I can do? So what I control, what I can do is, again, reach out, reach out to the people, uh, reach out to my leaders. and and hey, get on the front line, get on the phones and, and, and see what the challenges are, where we can improve and get feedback. Uh, feedback is very, very important. You have to be open to feedback. Um, if you're not gonna be open to feedback, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're not gonna find success at all. I love that. That's, that, that's, that's, that's a really empowering way. I gotta imagine it makes those leaders that you lead and ultimately those reps that work for those leaders I'm going to go out on a limb and, and I hope I'm not taking this the wrong direction. If it is, tell me, we'll chop this limb off. We'll go back to the trunk. Okay. Yeah. I got to think that creates more trust and respect and confidence in each other that you'd look in the mirror first, rather than pointing at external, uh, external circumstances. Yes. Yeah. No, no, oh, definitely. It does. Um, trust is key. And uh, a word you just shared empower um, empowerment. Uh, Rob is very, very important. And when I looked in the mirror, uh, that was the first, that was, a, that was one of the things I thought about. I was like, you know what? I, we're growing. At that point, we're about over, over 100 sales reps. Hey, we're growing. We got leaders, but I need to give up some control. I need to empower our people um, and, and, and put trust in them. And, and hey, uh, as soon as we started empowering our people, that's where the game started to change. Like we talked about Tyler, we have sales managers, you know, we started empowering them and giving them initiatives and, and letting them run and just be themselves, run and lead their teams. Um, because Robin, the, I used to lead from top down um, and okay, that's fine. But with a power empowerment, empowerment, what came was um, we started leading from uh, down up, which was great because the controls were given to the front line, the controls were given to the frontline managers. Um, and my, my thing to them always is, hey, just be ethical. 
live within the ethical boundaries and be yourself and let's go. Um, there's a lot of opportunity out there. Yeah, I want to spend more time in empowerment, but I'm not quite ready to leave vision yet. I know they're probably pretty connected in your world as I listen to you. I've got them written down on different sides of the page. I'm imagining that vision is what starts and then empowerment is giving them the ability to figure out how to get there. Yeah. But I want to sit in and vision just for a minute longer if possible, because I think that's a big deal. I, I want to tell you like my thoughts on vision and then get yours. And let's talk about how we use that as you lead leaders. And then hopefully you can give some color on how leaders might use vision to lead reps. Hmm. Uh, I'm I, I, When I hear the word vision, I think of, of thinking bigger than where we are. Uh, creating like an idea that they believe in, that they buy into, that they feel like they're chasing rather than grinding. And it's something that's worth aspiring to. And so that creates something that's exciting, but it also requires belief. Mm -hmm. How do you create visions that are big enough to like say, well, that's worth chasing, but aren't so big, or maybe they are so big, but regardless of the size, you do it in a way that these leaders say, yeah, we got this. We believe in that because it starts in your head. If you don't believe, like you first have to say, this is what I'm chasing, but you got to believe you can get there, I think. So mm -hmm. I'd love to get a little sense on yeah. that. Like what is vision? How do you use it with leaders so you can ultimately have people get to this empowered place? Because empowerment doesn't matter if you're not chasing something, I don't think. Yeah, that's good. Um, vision, again, uh, first is I do have ideas in mind, but it starts from having discussions and, and, and sharing my ideas and, hey, and, and going over that. So always got to think big. And then when I'm meeting with the sales leaders, it's, it's sharing the ideas of, hey, this is where I see our future. Do you agree? Yes, we do. Okay, how are we going to now then we collaborate? Okay, so how are we together going to get there? Um, or, or we'll even talk about, hey, here's how we see our future. And they may go, you know what, Deep, we're not sure about this. Um, but the main thing I want to indicate is you got to collaborate. You got to involve them. So um, I'll share my ideas. I'll use analytics. I'll listen to our people and have a big picture thinking. But at the end of the day, Rob, it comes down to collaboration and getting buy-in from, um, uh, from our people. So you just put a you just put a lyric from a 1990s hip hop artist in my mind because I always like to try and put labels on things <laughs> and frameworks around things. So I'm going to go to one of the poets of the 90s, Vanilla Ice. Tell me if yeah. I get this right, okay? Okay. He, he has a song that you, that probably a lot of people know. It has one really famous line, but I'm going to modify it for what you just told me. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Stop collaborate and vision right yeah. Not, yeah. not and listen and stop collaborate and vision that yeah. that's your process for creating vision you, you you wrap yourself around with the other leaders you stop you share what you think you collaborate on what they think and you end with something maybe bigger than you even started with yeah definitely that's where I, I, that's why i believe our, our growth has been exponential in the last couple of years uh when we look at our sales leaders they are carrying so many different initiatives right now um, helping us launch multiple products right now that we're finding a lot of success in. But that all started with, again, a vision. Uh, we collaborated on it. Then we said, let's go and, and let's see where this takes us. All right. So I like, I like that. Um, I, I like how you do that. I want to get into this empowerment stuff. What's your plan on how you take... 
vision that was collaborative. It's not top-down, really great insight. Um, and it sounds like you've got an environment where your leaders also like to think big is what it sounds like. Yeah. What's your approach to helping leaders take that vision to the field in a way that's unified rather than a bunch of renegades? Yeah. So um, the rule I have is the, and it's, it's public out there. It's, it's the 10, 80, 10 rule. Um, so the first 10% Rob is the vision and um, it's, it's agreeing on it, collaborating, collaborating on it. Um, then setting checkpoints on it. Then from there, the next 80, that is empowering our, our, our leaders to go out there, be themselves, use their creativity, use their intuition, intellect um, to, to execute, to execute. Um, and the last 10%, I come in and just more of a checkpoint, just saying, hey, how's, how's that going? How's the execution going? Where can I help? I'm there to support. So how we've found so much success with a lot of strategies that's helped us grow exponentially is that 10, 80, 10 rule. 10, share the vision, share the strategy. Uh, then 80% is empower our people. Let them, let them lead, let them be themselves. Um, and at the last 10% is me just, hey, good job. I'm here to help you. And let's go from there. So got to trust our individual, got to trust your leaders. That's the most important thing. Um, I used to be what they call a umbrella manager, always being involved, always you know just being hands on, being involved, being in every every meeting. And uh, my chief sales officer gave me the best uh, best feedback. He was like, "Hey, open up your calendar, let these let these guys run, and and let them um, let them uh, feel feel empowered and 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 watch what they do." And it's been great to see the success. Yeah, I can see why. So, so the next thing that, that 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 takes me to then is, you did in order to operate this way, you need leaders who have confidence in their ability to come up with. They go ten eighty ten, and that last one is strategy and execution. Mm -hmm. um, you got to have an environment where your leaders feel like, okay, I I can go do this because they're not following the script. You're empowering them to go make that happen, right? Yes, that's true. How do you how do you create an environment where you have le leaders that are able to go do it their own way? And I, and and I got a whole bunch of questions about that because that might be hard to scale, but it sounds like for you it hasn't been because it's about tapping into this confidence that can come from your leaders. I, I I'm guessing that you've created a lot of confidence in leaders. How how do you do that where they can go execute with confidence? Um, I would say. One thing, so first, sometimes a leader, we, we may, you may deploy a leader um, and they, they may be lost. We're like, okay, you've empowered me. What do I do now, right? Like, am I going down the right path or not? So one thing I've done is we've added, we call checkpoints. And so, for example, we launched a product uh, here about six months ago. And on that product, you know, every week there's a checkpoint and, and the leader is, because it's, it's to that checkpoint is to assure the leader that he or she are going down the right path. So every okay. week we get a checkpoint and it's not me micromanaging, it's them reporting back. Okay, here's where we stand. Here's a production of this. Uh, here's how many units we've sold. Here are some of the challenges we're having. Okay, great. And um, from there, my feedback, uh, it's my goal to give them confidence 
Um, number two is to give them my opinion, give my uh, give my feedback. Then uh, number three is understand what their challenges are. So I can then, again, because I empowered them, Rob, it allows me to now sit back and, and observe things and connect the dots. So if they're having challenges, I'm letting them keep running while I'm sitting here. I'm like, okay, where can I help them from a strategy level to overcome those challenges, to overcome those obstacles? So that's been very important. So adding those checkpoints, um, getting feedback from them, giving them feedback, then me pulling myself out of the, um, out of just out of the, uh, the day to day and letting them lead allows me to sit up and just observe and, and provide that type of feedback. So I would say that's where, um, how we've been able to scale it out as well. Uh, because if I was involved in, you know, say we got 10, 15 different initiatives going on, if I was involved in every single initiative, we wouldn't find that much success. Um, because I've let these individuals um, uh, feel empowered, I put my trust in them, and 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 also let them know, hey, if you make a mistake, if we make a mistake, just make sure you learn from it and move on. Uh, because a lot of times we make a we make a uh, uh, something that we struggle with is we start develop, dwelling on mistakes a lot as well. So you got to let it go. And hey, you make a mistake, you move on. We always say, um, uh, like failure. Failure is not final. Failure is not fatal. And learn from that, and let's move on. So, so they know that hey, if 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 there's an issue, I'll just talk to Deep about it. We'll get this figured out, and we'll move on. So, um, I know that was a long-winded answer, but there's just multiple no, different things that allowed me to do. So I like the answer, and I want to sit in it now. I, I, since you're along, you've been listening to our show for a while. That's probably not the first time you've heard me say that. I want to sit in this for a minute. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna push pause, and sit in this for a minute, and I, I think there's a lot of listeners that are glad that I'm saying this because this checkpoint. Yeah. You used a couple words that I want to explore and kind of unpack a little bit if, if you don't mind I, I okay. love that you said you do it weekly I love how you shared a little bit about how it's structured um I want to I want to kind of talk about a couple things you used a word uh, that you that I really liked how you said that it's about building confidence and I love that it's about having updates I like that but more important than anything it's about what's coming next I think one of the biggest mistakes we make as leaders is being fixated on the past rather than planning for the future. Mm, yeah. And, and I think too often these meetings are dominated by what happened in the last week or two weeks or whatever. And there's very little talk about what's happening in the future. Yeah. You use the reason I bring that up is you said micromanagement, you're not micromanaging. And I'm glad to hear that. I think there's a big difference between micromanaging and micro awareness. Mm -hmm. Micro awareness comes when you're both tied to a cause or a vision that you yes. both want. And you're aware of the small details that need to happen in order to get there. Micromanagement is, did you do the rhythm that I dictated? Did you do exactly all the things I said? Would you talk a little bit about that difference between, you know, being oriented on the details of the past rather than the importance of execution on small things in the future? Is that something that you talk about in your checkpoints? Yeah, we do talk about that uh, in our checkpoints a lot. And it's and again, um, it's difficult to go back. You can always go forward. So and getting in those in those checkpoints, it's all about the the awareness of it. Um, and the it is important um, that 
within those checkpoints that we get that um, we allow as much detail and we allow as much transparency as well. Um, because if it was micromanagement, Rob, then there would be a lot of, a lot of challenges probably hidden because I'll wait, you know, because Deep's micromanaging, um, I don't want to share this with Deep or do that. But because I've created a micro awareness environment, everyone is open to sharing that feedback. They're open to, open to share any negativity, um, anything to help us grow for the future. And I think that's where, that's why a lot of companies don't progress forward is because of micromanagement piece. Um, because if, when you're, when someone's being micromanaged, they're shared, if they're, shared if, uh, they're afraid to share things. If, there's, if they know my boss is just doing micro-awareness, yes, he wants to be aware of the obstacles in the way. He wants to be aware of um, any challenges we're happening so, hap, happening so we can progress in the future. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, well, that's, that's important. The reason I think that's so important, and I love that you shared that is, I see that a lot when you're, when you're, you are leading leaders and I coach a lot of leaders and it's easy for leaders to get hung up in, you know, did we do X? Here's our operating system. Like here's our, our daily method of operations. I want X number of calls or I want X number of these, or I want these things. And sometimes I feel like we're checking boxes instead of innovating. And that's what I, I I gather from you. Like you've made an environment where it's not fail safe because you said that it's okay to fail, it's safe to fail. And so I'm I'm guessing it's created a culture where people can create, they can use creativity, they can use innovation. It's fair to try new things. In fact, it's expected to try new things. Is yep. is that some of the byproducts that comes from that? Yeah, that is that. Those are the byproducts that come from it. Um, that's where innovation. Um, comes from that. Uh, again, we've launched a lot of new products from there. Innovation, career advancement comes from that too. We're noticing a lot of individuals advancing their careers uh, within within my division or having the opportunities to move into other divisions. Um, I just the growth overall, uh, Rob. It's 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 growth um, that takes place. Uh, that's the that's that's where that helps. So, so let's then shift into that other word that I told you we'd get to. I can't believe we're running out of time already. It's crazy. Um, vision. And we talked about creating a fail-safe environment. What's your expectation? When you say empowerment, what do you mean? Because I know that there's, there's, it's not like just the wild, wild west where people are out there gunslinging. I'm sure that there's method to madness. So when you say empowerment, like, what do you mean when you say that? And then maybe why is that so critical to the success that you've built? Yeah, so when I say empowerment, what, what I mean there is trust the team to make decisions. Uh, trust that they can navigate through adversity. Trust they can execute on, on strategies. Um, give them ownership to innovate. Um, and in the, in the world we live, we can't control too much of, um, hey, because I'm telling you to do this, you have to do it. No, we can't. We can't live in that. In that, because I tell you the world. Share the why behind. Why behind our strategy? Share the why behind our vision. Then let them go. Um, go innovate. So that's um, that is very very important there. So that's that's the piece there uh, that's very important to us, uh, Rob. With 
that's what I mean from that. So do you celebrate some of that innovation? Like, do you, like with your other leaders, do you kind of celebrate that and share that? And because uh, I think that I have a personal belief that that two of the top skills for 2023 is number one, creativity as a skill. Too yeah. many people think you're either are creative or you're not. And I don't think that's true. I think creativity is finding ways to do things ever so slightly different. Uh, as a, oh, by the way, I think the other skill is storytelling. I think those are two big things right now. And so, so I, I treat creativity as a skill and it sounds like you kind of are doing that. Yeah, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah we are. And we celebrate it a lot. Uh, we, uh, and that, again, we talk about sales, sales, you know, you got it's commission or recognition and, uh, and with celebration, uh, you know, that's, that's tied to the recognition piece. So uh, we celebrate our success a lot. Uh, we share it with other division leaders. Uh, we, you know, we have, we share it upwards to our senior, uh, our senior leadership. So um, it is, we celebrate a lot. And I think that's where Rob, look at our numbers. So we're talking about our sales leaders and how we've empowered them, but now we got to go beyond that and look at our sales reps who are the ones on the front line selling. And that's where we've noticed an improvement in productivity as well. Um, our results have gone up, our pipeline is building, our, our activity is up as well. And again, it is because we've created a culture of we're not leading from top down. I'm not leading from top down. Um, I'm leading from bottom up. And, um, and from that's coming the celebrations and the, uh, and the success. All right. So I'm going to ask you one more question about this, a little, one, one more piece of, of insight from you. Then we're going to start to shift and then wrap this thing up and yeah, oh, it's been fun. So if you were going to give some advice, you've done this for since 2011, you've been doing this and tweaking it and getting better at mm -hmm. it every year, I'm guessing. Okay. So yep, you're, yep. You, you've been living it for 12, 13 years. Um, if you were going to give some advice to 50,000 listeners around the world, which you got listening to you right now. And they go, man, I'd love to have a team where I had an environment where my people are more confident in their creativity and they're more confident in ideating and innovating. And, and they were more confident in trying things because, you know, like we heard in Ghostbusters in the 80s where they go chase the first ghost, they come back and say, the usual things aren't working, right? But that's how salespeople feel right now. Any, is there two or three things you would say to our listeners? Hey, if you want to start creating an environment where this type of stuff doesn't just exist, but it thrives, mm -hmm. are there two or three things you could share with our, our other leaders that they might say, oh, I'll give that a shot, or maybe I'll do this a little differently. Anything top of mind there? You know, um, the main thing, Rob, is I would say just be a vulnerable leader. Um, vulnerability okay. and being a vulnerable leader is very, very important. Um, moving, you know, again, having been here for this long, um, I was, I believed in perfection. I was like, how to be perfect. I have to, uh, act a certain way. I have to do these certain things. You know, I'm, I have to be perfect. But then what came was the vulnerability piece. I was like, wait a second. I just need me myself be vulnerable. Um, I don't have to carry, um, everyone on my shoulders, I need to trust my people and delegate. Um, then I need to be open and transparent. I used to keep things very close to my vest and, and just, hey, um, and not, not be transparent. But Rob, the, when I talk to my sales reps and our sales leaders now, they're like, deep, 
Thank you for being open. Thank you for being transparent, letting us, hey, thanks for letting us under the hood, letting us know what's going on, the, on behind the scenes, what you guys are working on. Um, and with vulnerability, Rob, communicate mistakes. And, and if I'm telling the team, hey, it's okay if you make a mistake, it's important for them to know that I make mistakes too. And that's very important there too. And, and uh, something else I picked up on, I was talking to Tyler about this and our operations manager as well, uh, uh, Brad. We, uh, I ask a lot of questions. Man, I did not used to ask as many questions back in the day. Now, okay. I, I just act like I don't know. And I ask a lot of questions. And it's just helped me so much. Uh, because, again, when I didn't ask questions, everyone thought I knew it all. Um, when I didn't communicate mistakes, everyone thought I was perfect. Um, um, when I didn't share the transparency, I wasn't open, didn't know what was going on. And when I flipped that switch, and you know, just haven't looked back since then. It's just been um, the growth's been great, and not just the growth of the division, but it's growth of our people. That's been the most important thing. I like that because I've believed for a long time that one of the greatest enemies of growth is chasing perfection instead of progress. Mm -hmm. And, you know, having progress be the goal, I think is a really smart move. And I think that it, it gives me that understanding of why you've had so much success in creating these things that you shared with me. Now that you said that, I can see how that would be like, the backbone for the whole thing. We are in search of progress, mm -hmm. never perfection. Uh, any insights on how you got there? And did you stumble on that? Were you, have you always been intentional with that? Um, was there any kind of stories that led you there? Because that's insightful. There's a lot of people that chase perfection. And, and I think that that screws up growth faster than almost anything else. Um, I would say, again, I would say, I, I think it was that looking in the mirror approach, Rob, uh, when I just had to look at myself and be like, I, I'm trying to be who I'm not. And, and then because I'm trying to be who I'm not, I'm leading my, my people that route. Um, so, hey, for, because if, if, I'm, if, not, if I'm not gonna be transparent or open, how are my people gonna be transparent and open with me? And um, if I'm not gonna communicate mistakes or, show that, hey, I'm not perfect. How are they going to do that? Show that to me. So it was, it came back to that a couple of years back, that moment of, hey, what can I control? What, what, what can I do? So. Dude, I love, I love your approach. You're such a humble leader who's accomplished so much. You, you could be one of those chest thumpers that nobody likes. I love your authentic humility. It's so cool. I got one more thing I want to ask you about, and then we're going to wrap it up. We got about eight minutes left, okay? Okay. And so I'm really interested in your thoughts on, on something that I think is becoming more and more important. I'm finding more important every day that the concept of observational moments, observational data, I think observational data is more powerful than reported or recorded data. Um, what does observation play in your leadership style? Because uh, uh, you said that, you know, when they have these checkpoints, you like to observe some things. And that, that's when I wrote that down. I was like really excited that you said that word. Um, 
I think there's a lot of armchair quarterback leaders. I think there's a lot of spreadsheet leaders. I think there's a lot of data. I think that the idea of data-driven leader may turn people into lazy leaders that no longer observe things like they used to. Would you mind sharing your thoughts on where observation fits for a, a leader, whether you're leading leaders like you are or whether the leaders that you lead are leading reps? Because we have both kinds of leaders listening. Any thoughts on where observation fits in your leadership style? Yeah, I'd say my main observation is, um, again, it goes back to the listening piece because you're right. There's a lot of data out there. Um, I can I can slice and dice data all day and look at it um, and, and look at the metrics day in, day out. But it, my observation comes from listening. Uh, that 60-40 rule, Rob, hey, asking questions and letting, letting my leaders, letting our people talk. Uh, I met with a rep yesterday, uh, one of our sales reps. We just brought him on here six months ago and he is growing, growing very, very well. Um, uh, a lot of good growth over the last six months. And we just sat down and we just talked. Hey, where's your success coming from? What? And, and I always tell them, hey, I can see the numbers on paper. I can see them. I, as I, what I can't see, are the challenges and the struggles you're having. And, and when I was meeting with him and his eyes just opened, I was mm. like, hey, I know how, you're, how well you're no, doing. Don't worry about telling me about your numbers and all that, but I wanna know where your challenges and your struggles are happening, ha happening so that I can help you. Tell me, and give me some feedback. How's the feedback? How, give me some feedback on the, on the floor. Um, uh, what, are, what are our customers? What are your prospects saying? Give me some feedback. So Rob, it's, it may sound simple, but it's listening. Um, um, just And just listening to the people, asking the right questions and letting them speak. If I'm going to keep speaking over them and, and just keep saying, you know, this is my vision or, or keep talking, just keep rambling. They're not going to be able to share what their challenges or struggles are. And they're not going to be able to share their feedback. Um, because we want innovation and innovation is not only gonna come from me talking every time. Innovation is gonna come from our people speaking up and sharing with us on their ideas to overcome obstacles. Love it. Thank you for sharing this. Well, I can't believe we're down to our last four or five minutes. It's gone fast. Yeah. Let's take a minute here and then we'll give you a chance for a kind of your final thought. Um, how do they get more of you? How do they learn more about you? How do they connect to you? How do they have, if they have questions for you, if they just want to, you know, see what you have to say, how, how do people get more of you? Yeah, the best is LinkedIn, Rob. Um, have them uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn and just follow my LinkedIn page. Uh, um, then from there, I'm more than willing to, uh, to communicate with anyone, talk to anyone. So, but it'd be the best to, uh, go on LinkedIn to follow me. We'll put your LinkedIn, we'll put your LinkedIn link uh, in the show notes and we'll encourage people to use that and, and find you and, and uh, connect with you. Cause golly, you're a great resource. Like I, I feel really lucky that I got introduced to you. So thank yeah. you for joining us uh, on behalf of a lot of people around the world. Thank you for giving us an hour of your time. And before we shut down, I want to give you one shot. 
you know, you got, you got any final thoughts for a bunch of sales leaders and a bunch of different markets and a bunch of different locations all around the world and maybe any insights around how you might help them at a time where there's a lot of unpredictability in the world in general and, and specifically in sales, any, any kind of final thoughts that you'd share in your 12, 13 years of creating a remarkable success story that might be helpful? Yeah, I'll just, I'll sum up what we just talked about, um, Robin, I'll explain it that way. Hey, to all the leaders, you don't have to be perfect. Be human, be natural. Um, uh, you do that, your people will work harder for you. And we talked about the, the term vulnerability. In my opinion, vulnerability increases productivity. And from there, productivity grows profit. So um, be vulnerable, be yourself, and, and listen. Um, and good things will happen. His name is his name is Mandeep Sadhu. He uh, has led a remarkable, remarkable growth story in a mega industry many of you have maybe never even thought of. And while you may not have been aware of some of the details of his story, the leadership blueprint that he just shared is something every single one of us can take things from and be better as a result. I am so grateful that you had a guy reach out to me and tell me that you had to be on the show because because deep he was right, man. You are, you are a great add to our show. I'm super grateful. He's helping people choose progress over perfection and have that happen in ways that leads to remarkable results. His name is Mandeep Sadhu. Uh, he, he leads an incredible team at, at RTS Carrier Services. Uh, my advice is to connect with him. My advice is to reach out to him. My, my advice is to make him part of your network. And, uh, and deep, as I say to everyone, thanks for joining us. And my man, happy selling. Yeah. Thank you, Rob. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another So What portion of the Sales Leadership Podcast, where we break down that interview and we ask ourselves, why did that conversation even matter? But first, this episode is brought to you by Sales Leadership United. We are well into 2023. And to achieve 2023 performance, you are going to need 2023 systems. Don't make the mistake of using the systems from 2020, 2021, or even 22. And for those of you that are still using stuff from 2010, 2015, or 2019, stop it. I think there are at least 12 systems every sales leader needs to use and keep current. And that's not easy. And that's why having access to the largest collection of sales leadership assets in the world would be so important for you. Think of Sales Leadership United as a Home Depot for sales leaders. There's everything you need to take your sales leadership game up and create elite impact with those you lead. Sales leadership systems, sales meeting systems, sales coaching systems, sales recruiting systems, sales forecasting systems, deal coaching systems, mindset coaching systems, proven frameworks that are ready for you to use immediately, video insights from this episode with Mandeep and dozens of other sales leaders worldwide, a private podcast for members only, and weekly updates on what I'm seeing other sales leaders use and do to create elite impact with the teams they lead. People join Sales Leadership United because of the depth of the sales leadership assets, but the reason they stay is because the tools remain so current, so relevant, and so immediately applicable. Don't reinvent sales leadership and don't get stale holding on to systems and tools of the past. You can find Sales Leadership United on Patreon and for less than the cost of lunch, you can invest in yourself in a way that will supercharge your sales leadership journey. 
tap into the tools, the training and techniques used by some of the most successful sales leaders in the world and check out Sales Leadership United today. Now listen, in nearly five years of doing this show, I have never, not once, have I had a rep reach out to me and tell me that I absolutely positively have to have their boss on the show. That they are the beneficiary of someone that is so good that I had to showcase that leader. On the flip side, I do get people reaching out to me almost every single day to be a guest on the show. But that reach out has never come from a rep who's pimping their leader. So I was super excited to meet with Deep to see what he was all about. And when I met him, I was pumped to get him on the show because I found that perfectionists screw things up. They create environments that aren't safe, psychologically safe, emotionally safe, professionally safe. They end up chasing perfection and and chasing perfection in my experience is a sure way to finish in burnout. On the other hand, chasing progress. Now, that's the only way you'll ever keep people in growth mode, no matter their tenure. I had it come up just today. Someone asked me, is there a different way to coach seasoned, successful people than the younger emerging people? The answer is yes. You do it by chasing progress. No matter where they are, you help them get what's next. Because when you chase progress, there's always something to chase. When you chase perfection, you're never going to get there. Chasing progress focuses on improvement while chasing perfection focuses on flaws. Chasing progress is energizing and life-giving. Chasing chasing perfection is exhausting, tiring. Chasing progress is about learning and growing. Chasing perfection is about either being good or being bad. Chasing progress is about focusing on ourselves and our journey, while chasing perfection is focusing on how we stack up relative to others. Listen, Deep shared a ton of great insights. It started with vision, it moved to checkpoints and confidence. Uh, The whole thing is built on a foundation of empowerment and it's loaded with transparency, vulnerability and authenticity. But as I've gone back and listened to this one a couple of times, the thing that I think is the biggest takeaway from Deep's conversation with me was a genuine connection to each individual and a commitment to help them move to the next level, always growing, always becoming, never ever accepting the status quo, chasing progress, because there's no such thing as perfection. And if you choose to help those you lead move forward in their journey, choosing progress, I think very quickly you'll find that's where excellence is founded. That's when you create life-changing and career-changing years. Listen, leadership and coaching is not about efficiency. It's not by spreadsheets by the pound. It's about connecting to an individual. People need people, not just numbers, connection, trust, authenticity. And that only comes with one-on-one individual connections. On LinkedIn last week, someone posted something on one of my threads and I quote, the one-on-one is dead. He went on to say there are much more efficient ways of leading people with the one-on-one. And honestly, I respectfully disagree. Because so long as there are salespeople, there will be a need to chase, to chase what's next, to improve, to grow, to be part of an environment where they can thrive. So don't make the mistake of looking for the efficiency play. Instead, make the pro move and look for the effectiveness play because that's the one that makes you legendary. Most salespeople wouldn't even spend $1 for an hour of time with their leader. You can fix that. I always say we should be $1,000 an hour leaders. We should be worth that much. We should be so valuable. Nobody would ever miss a chance to work with us. Excuse me. 
And so that's why you want to chase that. That's why you want to do that because it makes you legendary. And Deep's impact with this effectiveness play is exactly why his rep reached out to me to have Deep on the show. And I think that could be the most resounding endorsement any leader can receive. So connect, listen, be part of the progress. Because perfection is a siren song you don't want to chase. So Deep, my guy, thank you so much for joining me. Congrats on your success. Congrats on building a team who's chasing progress across the board and having massive success in a mega industry. And when your reps are the ones beating your leadership drum, you know you're doing something right. So Deep, thank you. Thanks for your willingness to share with sales leaders all around the world. I appreciate you, and I'm so grateful that you'd share an hour of your day. And be sure to check out Sales Leadership United to get the video segments of the highlights of my conversation with Deep and several of my other leaders that I've worked with. You're going to find a number of videos there that you'll want to use for sure. Finally, thanks to each of you, our growing base of listeners. The greatest compliment you can give us is to share the show with those you work with. Introduce them to the Sales Leadership Podcast. If you're comfortable, leave us a review on iTunes. It's a difference maker. And you can support the show by checking out Sales Leadership United. Head to Patreon and check it out. You're going to be glad you did. Thank you for your support of the Sales Leadership Podcast. Our job as sales leaders is to create life-changing years for the people we lead. If you liked this message, please share it with someone who needs to hear it and then get after it this week because life is short. We got no guarantee of what comes tomorrow. Maximize what you do today. Be elite, live strong, and chase your passions and do your best work so you can live your best life. Don't ever forget that you got this and I got you. Have a terrific week. Thank you so much for joining the Sales Leadership Podcast, the award-winning sales leadership podcast for those sales leaders looking to create legendary impact to those they lead. The greatest compliment you can give is to share this show and any of your favorite episodes with your fellow sales leaders, social media followers, or other communities you're part of. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. If you want to discuss any of the topics discussed on the show, want to level up your leadership impact, discuss executive coaching services, or even include me at an upcoming event, hit me up at rob at jetpg.com. That's rob at jeppg.com. And to those of you working to become a legendary sales leader, I salute you and wish you much success on your journey. Whenever you need someone in your corner, you know where to find me.